Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. La, 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 la. What a beautiful songbird. Oh, God. Am I feeling rosy today? Oh, Bryce, you and I spent some time together socially Saturday afternoon. Um, how long have we known each other? Fif- 15 years? Feels Four- like 100. 14 years, maybe? Yeah. Never been to your home. You've never been to mine. I'd like to keep it that way. It should stay that way. But on Saturday afternoon, I had to come pick you up because we were going to a little staff thing. And... Um, I found my way to your house, but it was weird because I had to, I don't know. It just seems to me like a person that you work with every day for 14 or 15 years, you should sort of, you shouldn't need to GPS their house. <laughs> like that's what it came down to. It felt a little weird. Although you have been to the convenience mart a block away from where I live. There is, I have been to that. I had no idea you were so close to that place. Oh yeah. So close. I like to, when I said, send me your address so I can pick you up. You sent me the address, and you were pretty much, do not share this with any of my enemies. Like, yeah. you had to be clear <laughs> to not share your address with anyone. Well, my enemies in particular. Well, you have a lot of enemies. So. I do. Well, you know what just happened to me? That was embarrassing. I'm, uh, I'm glad that no one was around to witness this, but um, I should say right up front, too, I have the strength of 20 men. Just ask any of my friends. Of course. I couldn't get my banana open. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? There like, are some stubborn ones. Holy crap, it's still on my desk, but the whole top third of it just feels like mush now because I've been reefing on it so hard, but I can't get that thing open. Riddle me this. What end do you open the banana? The top. It's weird because everybody's like, mm, you should open the other end because then you don't get all the strings. Yeah, I kind of, it's divided my household. Why does she open the from the bottom? bottom She says this is the only way. She thinks I'm like a cave person because I open it from the top. But the top is a handle. It's like a handle to I don't know. It's like pulling the pin on a grenade. Yeah. So don't even get me started on that. Yeah. But why are some bananas more stubborn than others? Oh. And sometimes like uh, a non-Christmas orange, a normal navel orange. It doesn't want you getting in there. Some of those can be a war zone too, where all of a sudden you have 900 tiny little pieces of peel around. That's you know what. That's how they should eliminate um, teen pregnancy. Just make underpants out of the same material they make those oranges out of. (laughs) (laughs) Those would be comfortable. You know what's not hard to open? What? A chocolate bar. Oh, yeah. So that's another point for chocolate bar versus fruit. I think that was that banana saying, hey, treat yourself to the vending machine. There's arrow bars in there. Yeah. (laughs) Read between the lines on this. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. We're doing some landscaping work in our backyard right now. Mm-hmm. And it's backbreaking work. Anybody who does that for a living, congratulations. I, I couldn't do it. Like digging up sod or laying down 
pavers or even concrete work. Like, I don't know how they it's do that. brutal. So thank you if that's what you do for a living. I appreciate it. Well, I have new respect for you because I've been trying to do it all myself. And now I have to go to physiotherapy and get needles in my ass because of that. And like for 90% of the project, it's not worth it. No. It's not worth it until the final payoff when you don't have to pick up a shovel again. But uh, yeah, that whole 90% leading up towards the end there, the whole time you're questioning everything. Oh, so we've gone through... Last summer, we bought a new tree, had it delivered to the house. I think we paid seven or 800 bucks for this tree. They planted it for me last July. Uh, and this spring, it did not come back to life. Like it was dead. Oh, no. So I had to dig that tree out, yank it out of my yard, take it somewhere, throw it out. And then so we went and bought another new tree in June, planted it. It died. Ooh. So... The, what the problem is, is that the back of our yard, the very back corner, it's super moist. Like it's always wet back there. Always. So we need to get a tree that's, you know, thrives in moist uh, uh, conditions. It, it's probably not a good tree that lives in those conditions, is it? No, they're all hideous. <laughs> so so <laughs> we went to a nursery yesterday afternoon. It's like 200 degrees south. Like I'm just sweating. And... Uh, we go there and my wife has all, like, she's passionate about plants and trees and stuff like that. And I'm just sort of like, can I just sit in the car? Can you just go do this? I'll just sit out here in the air conditioning. But no, I had to go and look at the trees and everything. But man, oh man, they, we ran into a guy there, the guy that worked at this nursery. And I'll bet you he wasn't 25 years old, but he knew everything about trees. How does that become your passion? Yeah, how do you get into trees to the point that you make a career out of it? He was using all the Latin terms, and he wasn't showing off. Like, he was just, he knew all the terms. He knew everything about trees. And I'm like, you're 25 years old. That's too much knowledge about trees at that age. No, the only thing you should be an expert in at 25 are Jagger bombs. Yeah, maybe keg stands. Yeah. But not trees and which ones thrive and close to rivers. And like he had all this information. Now, do you live near a fast-flowing river? I'm like, what? No. I don't lift. <laughs> like he had questions like that, but man, he knew a lot. So we bought another tree that I'll probably kill by next spring. Man, that's got to be awkward going to the dump with a dead tree it twice. Is. Oh yeah, because they all know. Oh my god, that guy doesn't know how to look after plants. Like I hope he doesn't have children. <laughs> twice in the span of a few months. Yeah. What is that guy doing? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly, just two guys watching the world go by. There's a story capturing everyone's attention right now. Uh, our minds just wander. We're painting pictures in our own brains of what this house must look like in Banff. When I first heard this story, I got itchy immediately. It must be disgusting in there. So Alberta Health had to step in. There's this house in Banff where they walked through and found 42 beds. Yeah. Throughout the house and like at least 42 people living in this house and... They say, hey, 16 would be pushing it. 42 is absurd. So they're making them throw out a bunch of the beds and people, I assume. Yeah, and somebody raised a good point. Have you ever been to Banff? I have indeed. There's nowhere to park there. Yes. Nowhere. Like, so where was everybody parking? That's a good question. When 42 people live in a, at, at least 42 people live in a house, there's going to be some parking issues. All I can think of. Well, the parking, that is an interesting thought. Yeah. But I'm just, I think of the bathrooms. 
Oh, like it was a nice, big-looking house. I just saw the outside picture of it, but it's got to have two or three toilets maximum in it. You know, you've got fifteen people sharing one bathroom. That's a lot of cheeks on each toilet seat. Yeah, that's a lot of hot seats when you sit down. <laughs> <laughs> that da- that toilet's not getting a lot of downtime. It must be a war zone in there. Yeah. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. It's not good when Alberta Health walks into your house, goes oof. Yeah. And then has to shut things down. Uh, it's not a bad looking house, though. No, it looks normal from the outside. But yeah, 42 beds on the inside. How many people were living there? At least 42. Oh, maybe people were doubled up in some of those beds, too. That is bleak. Uh, so I was. I asked you the question, what's the most people you've ever lived with? I think I lived with five people when I first, like early in my radio career. And these were good guys. Like they were... There was no sketchy dudes in the bunch. But I do remember getting out of the shower a couple of times and I'd grab my towel off the rack and it would be wet. Oh, big, big downer. That cured me of roommates. That was it. I've always usually lived on my own. At most, I've lived with one other person. Yeah. So I've been largely spared of that. But it's actually funny because this past weekend, we were talking with some people we know and they have a roommate. This couple lives with a, someone lives in their basement uh-huh. and they're talking about this thing their roommate does where he will make like spaghetti noodles and then he'll fry up a pan of ground beef and then just dump everything into the spaghetti noodles like fat and grease and everything like he doesn't drain the ground beef and they just sit there in horror as this guy eats it apparently a few days a week Yeah, and I was like oh my god is he like ballooning up like is he uh, turning into a bit of a big boy and they said uh no, he's making himself so sick. Really? Does he eat any vegetables? I don't think so. No. Uh, and I'm not uh, like I'm not of a uh, I'm not a sophisticated man. Like I don't have a sophisticated palate. I would eat what he made, but I would not just dump the fat and everything on. That's kind of gross. Yeah, you'd clear it out a bit. But uh, it just Ooh. made me think, like, oh man, this is why I couldn't live with many other people. No, I would be too judgy. This came in on the text machine. I lived with nine people in Fort McMurray. It was way too expensive to live alone when I worked up there. Nine people in a house is too many people. We all had to share rooms except for the guy that owned the house, Arg. I'm not a book reader, but I used to take a lawn chair and a book to the park every evening to just not be in that house. Winter was a lot harder. Phil. Uh, Phil, did that experience turn you into a reader? Or are you off books completely again now that you don't live with nine people anymore? That's a sign that your living situation isn't great. When every Uh single night you have to go somewhere else to not be at home. Yeah. Like that needs to be your escape. And I would think that, you know, the season, the outdoor book reading, the outdoor lawn chair season in Fort McMurray is not a long season either. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We're talking about that one time you had way too many roommates, but you just did what you had to do. Somebody said, I can relate to the guy from Fort McMurray. So we read you that text a few minutes ago from Phil. Phil said he lived with nine people in Fort McMurray, and he would just go to the park every night with a lawn chair and a book to just not be near his roommates. So this person says... I can relate to the guy from Fort McMurray that just went to the park every night to get away from his roommates. I used to live with six other people in a house in Capilano. I lived like that for four years. The second summer, I bought a tent and would spend the entire summer in the yard. 
I would cook out there and sleep out there. Urban camping, it wasn't ideal, but I just needed some space. Uh, And this one here, when I was 18, my closest four friends were guys. I'm a woman. We all decided to rent a place together. Big mistake. I went from one of the guys to house mother, cooking, cleaning up after their disgusting habits, and having to make awkward small talk and feed their one-night stands that they had brought home. Never again. And then the crying emoji. Uh, I lived with, oh, okay. I lived with 11 other people aged 18 to 21. We had to take turns cooking as it was way too many people to try and get in the kitchen every day. Yeah, that is way too many people for a kitchen. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. When I had roommates, I had some great, I had one dud. He was a weirdo. But like that was way back in the day. That's the guy. I worked evenings. This was a radio guy. And then he, I'd come home at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning and into the apartment, turn on the lights and he would just be sitting in the dark in a chair. Oh man. Like that's kind of troubling. What are you doing? I don't know. Like put the TV on or something. Go to your room. But when I lived with, I had a bunch of roommates for a while and they were all good guys. It was a little, I mean, the place could have been cleaner, I'm sure. This one right here. I currently live with five other people in a house in West Edmonton. I quite often just go sit in my car, close enough to still get Wi-Fi, and watch movies on my phone for hours. Friday night, I watched three movies out there and ordered food. The skip driver didn't even have to walk all the way to the front door. I saw him coming, rolled down my window, and got my food. That's like living part-time in your car. Yeah, when that's what you're doing with your Mm -hmm. Friday night, you need to change up your living situation. Yeah, I think you need to get on top of that. Yeah, you can't do that forever. But three movies is too many movies in your car. Like, that's a lot of movies. One movie is too many in a car. For some reason, that's just not a venue I want to sit there and watch a movie in. No. I like the person who said that they bought a tent. They lived in Capilano, had a whole bunch of roommates. For years, they finally discovered that they could just set up a tent in the yard and spend the entire summer out there. Again, reassess your living situation. <laughs> this is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I'm only I'm only on the first episode. Oh, it's multi-episode? Yeah. Oh, that's too much. It's That didn't need... I think it's three three parts. I watched the first part last night. Um, this is the Woodstock 99, the Netflix series, because there was that other one. There was one on HBO. A year or so ago, maybe? In the last year? And I don't know that it warrants two different documentaries. No, it's fascinating, though. It was a mess. Yeah. Um, 400,000 people there. It actually, it looked horrible. It just looked so broy. I've oh never seen so many shirtless guys just screaming, into the camera. And it was like, it took place, was it an army base or something? Yeah, so there was Air no Force trees. Base. No, it's just pavement just and no pa- shade. No shade. One, At least one person died. It was the, super hot. They were charging an arm and a leg for bottled water. Yeah, they took everybody's water away on the way in. <laughs> so it was just a disaster from the very beginning. And it's so weird when they contrast the footage of Woodstock 99 against the footage, the footage of Woodstock like the original one back in 69. And I'm sure it had its problems too. But it's weird how nobody's, no one's playing to the camera at all. Like the camera pans the crowd and nobody's going, woo and throwing like the devil sign. And yeah. 
showing what happened? how wasted they are. Yeah. What happened? There's a lot of footage from Woodstock 99, too, that, you know, I'm sure those people are haunted by now. Or would be if it ever surfaced. You go through the lineup of Woodstock 99, and it was pretty rock solid. Oh, yeah. Well, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Limp Bizkit, Corn. Uh, yeah, and they, think of how big those bands were in 99. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I think the Tragically Hip played. Yeah, they did. It was weird. And I didn't know that until, like, last night I was just watching the documentary, and I pulled up Wikipedia to see the complete lineup. Yeah, Tragically Hip were in there, too. It's the Gar Andrew Show Express Kelly Podcast. Netflix series about Woodstock 99. What a disaster. Like you... It really was. It looked like a war zone at the end of it all. It's gross. And then you go through, like right now, like I'm sitting on the Wikipedia page looking at the day-to-day lineup and how that all worked. And you go through it and it really covered some strange bases. It sure did. Like the Friday night, you had James Brown then DMX... Yeah, corn. Jamiroquai, the offspring corn bush, Cheryl Crow yeah. is in there. And then on other days, Alanis Morissette was in there. Uh, Jewel played in the middle of all this nonsense. But it, it was on an Air Force base. like So there was no shade. People were just dropping left and right. It was super hot. out. There was no water. Well, there was water, but it was way too expensive. Uh, let me grab this. Hi. You guys are talking about Woodstock 99? Yeah. Awesome. I was there, man. What? Oh, yeah. I uh, grew up in Niagara Falls, Ontario, when all that was going on there. And um, it was the Friday night. We were partying at a friend's house, and it was like probably two or three in the morning. Me and a couple friends just decided to jump in my car and drive over to Rome, New York. It was about a three-hour drive or so. We, uh, we hit customs on the way over there. We grabbed a bunch of booze, and we went there and partied for a day and a half and drove back home again. So were you uh, <laughs> were you one of the folks that went through a hole in the fence? Yeah, you know what? I got a great story about that. When we got there, we got there about, I don't know, nine in the morning or so. And we seen some lady out on the street and uh, we didn't have tickets or anything like that when we got there. Uh, we seen some lady out on the street. And she, it looked like she was selling bracelets. So we went up. And uh, we ended up buying three bracelets off of her, one each for 20 bucks American. And, you know, it was kind of weird because when we got to the gates, they had like 30 different gates to get into that place. And it just so happened that the gate that we wandered up to about five hours later, it was the same lady who sold us the bracelets on the street working the gate there. It was (laughs) awesome. I know, it was so weird. So she was stealing... She, she stole the bracelets from basically from the festival and sold them out on the street. Yeah, exactly. By the time we got to the gates there, though, people had already knocked down the, like, the fencing and stuff, so there was already a bunch of holes, and people were just going in left and right. So, so if you were there on the second day, you well, you would have seen Limp Biscuit, Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's right, yeah. Actually, uh, when we got there... Hot, I remember, and people were passing out, like in Rome, New York, like right in the town itself. The grounds were a few miles out from town, and people were passing out. I was passing out. Paramedics were just going around, waking people up, giving people water, like for heat stroke and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a very serious thing, actually. But uh, so by the time we got down there, though, I uh, we seen, I believe the order was. Limp Biscuits and Rage Against Machine and Metallica. And that's all we've seen. We were just 
having too much fun to see anything else. That's code for we had alcohol poisoning? Yeah, it was a really good time, though. Have you watched the Netflix series yet? No, I haven't, actually. I've, I've been meaning to. I, I want to try to see myself. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll see yourself going, woo, into a camera like everybody did. Yeah. Because if they edited all that footage out of the documentary that I've been watching, of just people yelling, woo, into a, the documentary would be nine minutes total. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.